0: to the careers employability and skills podcast from queen's university belfast this episode was recorded as a part of the bite-sized skill sessions featuring regine mccartney who is a development officer in queen's careers employability and skills
1: yeah that's okay this time Don't know what's happened there. Okay, so as I said, the session today is one of a series of short employability skills sessions. All aimed at helping you to identify skills that you probably already possess, Um, But, you know, to give you some uh, better understanding of how to talk about it, I suppose. And there may also be some skills that you haven't, you know, got some experience in yet and it's good to know about it. So the intention in creating the sessions is to help you to be able to talk about them at interview. Okay, they're not a masterclass in it or anything else. It's just about talking about it at interview. So the idea is that I will give you a framework around the topic and you match that to your own skills and your own experience. Because you know, you're not going to want to come out with exactly the same answer as anybody else. So I'm not going to be giving you, right, you have to say this at interview. I basically want to give you the topic, give you the information around the topic, you fit that to your skills and your experience. So at the end of the session, I will give you examples of some of some questions, the sort of questions that you might get asked at interview. It won't be an exhaustive list around this topic by any means, but it'll get you thinking about it. So use what you learned today to help you to prepare your answers to the questions i always say keep them together and just keep building on that portfolio of experience and skills that you will be developing you know even at the end of this year this academic year you'll have different experience and different skills to call on than you would have at the beginning of the academic year so always keep you know extending what you're going to talk about and make sure that you don't lose out on any of those good examples so the core structure today then is what is creativity? Strangely enough, um, what do we mean when we talk about creativity? We'll also look at some barriers to our creative thinking. And there are plenty of those. Uh, we'll talk about strengthening our creative muscles because creativity is something that can be improved with practice. Um, and also some creative thinking tools to help you get started with your creative thinking. And then we'll finish off with how to talk about creativity as a skilled interview. So I hope that sits well with you all. So let's start with what is creativity, um, and there's one of many definitions there. So creativity is generating new and useful ideas in any domain. So it's not; it doesn't sit with any arts and crafts or anything like that. Now, hear the word "useful." you could certainly query. I would certainly query, um, because I think that you can be creative without necessarily being useful. You can generate ideas that will never be used and never be useful, but all creative thinking leads to more creativity. So I think, I suppose in a way, if it sparks other ideas, if it leads to other things that might be useful, maybe there's where that comes in. But I think in general, just creativity in itself is good anyway it makes the impossible possible okay so are you creative so i want you to think back Let, let's imagine in the go- good old days that you're all sitting in a lecture room and i might i'm not going to do this by the way but you know let's pretend you're sitting in a lecture room i might ask you to put up your hands if you can sing now chances are i might get a few hands up but by no means all of you would put your hands up, probably because you'd be scared that I might ask you to sing. And likewise, if I asked you how many of you are creative, I might get a few more hands up, but I imagine that quite a few of you might be thinking, mm, not sure, not sure about putting my hand up here, don't know how creative I actually am, okay? Some of you, of course, will know that you're creative and the hands will go straight up. Um, but if you think about back to whenever you were first in primary school, you know, or around the age of four or five, say. If I had asked then how many people could sing, all hands would go up. And the same for creativity. So when we're that young, we, we think that we can do anything. And in fact, we know we can do anything. But over the years, we become a bit more critical of ourselves. We are less encouraged to play and to create and we begin to lose that sort of carefree playfulness and joy in using our imagination. And we also tend to have accumulated a lot more negative feedback, which also impacts on our thinking about ourselves. So. You know, it's it's one of those things where when you're young, you're creative, you think you're creative, and you no doubt are, and as you get older, it's one of those things that kind of can fall by the wayside a bit. So as we move through school and university years, we're taught to think critically and to question and to whittle down and essentially narrow our ideas. Our thinking has to be based in reality and what can be proven so when you think of any research papers it's all about what can be replicated what can be proven and critical thinking is more focused it looks at probability you know is it if this happens is what's the probability of this happening um critical thinking is more analytical and it tends to look for one answer what is the answer to this problem Creative thinking, on the other hand, is much more diffuse thinking. So you're looking at possibilities, you're generating ideas and you look for an answer or many answers, not necessarily just the one answer. Okay, so you can see there on the slide your critical thinking, more focused, more analytic, looking for one answer and your creative thinking. Basically broadening out what are all the answers that could be here. I'm not, by the way, trying to be critical of the education system, just talking about how creative thinking might be um, changed within adults basically. So as well as the blocks and the barriers to creativity that um, education and society can put on us, we can also inhibit ourselves to. And our mindset and our environment, often even our working environment, can create barriers to creativity. So you yourself might tell yourself that you're not creative or you know, might think about what's gonna happen if I fail at this. So I don't want to take the risk about being creative. Your working environment might be one that tells you that you're not paid to think or what many people at work feel I just don't have time to be creative. I'd like to try and do things differently, but I just don't have time to to think about it and try something new. And indeed, if it's worked this way already, why reinvent the wheel? Or you might hear, well, we've always done it this way. And obviously, of course, in this past academic year and slightly beyond, you know, it's been a very good example Of how sometimes we do have to reinvent the wheel and do things differently but you know the barriers there in terms of limiting our own creativity can be as i said from your own thinking and also from environmental you know different sort of environment that you might be in so how do we start then to open ourselves up again to being creative and thinking creatively one of the things i would suggest is start with a blank page i think you have to give yourself time to be creative and that probably means you might not like it when i say it but it means not constantly scrolling through instagram or pinterest i'm guilty of that one or any other social media and i don't mean that you can't be inspired by other people's creativity because you certainly can but you do have to give your brain a time out basically to be able to generate your own creative ideas. So it might be that you take a walk or you lie in a bath, or you basically stare at a blank page and give yourself the room and the time to be creative. Okay. So another way then is to challenge your assumptions. So always ask yourself if something has to be done this way, if it has to be this way how could it be different so that could be you know an assignment that you've been given it could be a work assignment it could be just something in your everyday life does it always have to be done this way how could you be creative and think differently about it stay curious then so remember that child that you once were always asking why driving your parents crazy with why 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 Um, Try to keep that curiosity alive because it's not only good for your creativity, it's also good for your well-being, although that's another session. But obviously being curious is, you know, an essential part of being creative. Okay, it's always going to move you forward to the next step. And don't lose the art and the joy of play. So rediscover the joy of getting out the Lego, the colouring pencils or anything else to start playing and getting creative. It's not about what you actually create while playing. It's about letting the mind be creative. So allowing yourself to be open to just you know, the imagination And that might be using tools like Lego or colouring pencils or whatever, but you might find other forms of play as well that's more useful for you. Try new ways of doing things, so it might be trying a new recipe every week. It might be learning how to use a new function on your software package that, you know, maybe something you've used for a while, but there's various things that have been added to it, indeed, like Teams, just to throw us off. Um, It could be trying to to, trying a new way to memorize things, could just keep trying, you know, just keep trying new ways
2: of doing things and that's you being creative as well. Um, Now, I said
1: that it can be really good to have time out on your own to generate new ideas, but it can also be really good to work with other people who also want to create, especially if there are particularly creative people that you can work with. You know, you can bounce and generate new ideas off each other. So there's a few a few ways to think about opening yourself up to being more creative again. Now, let's look at some strategies for strengthening our creative muscles. And obviously, you know, there's um, we're quite happy to take questions as, as we move through this, folks. So when you've opened your mind to being creative, there are some techniques that can help you to keep stretching that creative muscle. It can be doing something to keep your brain active like you know sudoku or crossword some people are into those sort of things learning a new word every day perhaps in your own language or in a different language um what you really want to be doing is helping your brain to make new associations and build those new connections so you can encourage your brain to be the sort of brain that makes connections and sees patterns and therefore becomes more creative. And so the few um, thinking creatively tools that I'm going to you know, show you over the next few slides are about helping form those connections and looking for patterns and things. So a couple of quick techniques then are the conceptual thinking. Um, So to create patterns from pictures and objects. Um, Our minds are experienced in recognizing and linking two items that are similar. As soon as we're asked to put items into pairs, for example, we look for something that the two items have in common. Now, I'm going to show you a picture and I'm going to give you an opportunity. You don't have to do it, by the way, but an opportunity to start sort of linking the, the picture into pairs of things. So just a concept that links things together um, and I'm going to give you a minute to, to have a look at the pictures and arrange the eight items into four pairs. Now, first off, the pair has to be, you know, share some sort of concept, some reason that you pair them together, but There are no right or no wrong answers. It's entirely up to you what concept you come up with. And obviously, be as creative as you want to be. So I'll give you a minute, I'll I'll put the picture up. Um, I won't be asking you for feedback, but very happy if you want to put pairings into the chat as you go along. If you think of a pair and you say, right, let's put that up into the chat, that's great. And I think that most of you will find this one relatively easy. So there's your picture. I'll give you a minute for that one. What you want to do is come up with four pairs to put those together.
0: If anybody wants to put their answers in the chat
2: function, I'll have a go them away as well. Yeah, and there's no wrongs, Remember. Emma, you can be included in that, by the way. I've got
0: three logical pairs. (laughs) And one creative. One very creative, because I've had to put cake and snake together, because they kind of sound the same, and they're both curly. (laughs) (laughs) You can both put them into layers. That's as close as I got as a pair. (laughs) Technically, you can eat both. Ew. Okay. Uh,
2: So that that was my leftover pair that I didn't quite know what to do with. Anyone else get any other pairings? We've got food, machine colour, and animals.
0: Ah, machine. Okay. Food. Machine colour animals. Okay. We've got typewriter and pencil are both for writing something. That that was that was the pairing I came up with.
2: Anybody else? Something that
0: we haven't seen.
1: And you wouldn't normally put a typewriter, you know, into a box labelled pencils, but obviously, whenever you look at how you compare them with that concept of both being able to use to write something, suddenly you can see a pattern there.
0: I had to put car and paint together for the colour transport. We've got a horse and a car. Didn't see that one. Um, Horse and snake, prey and predator.
2: Dave,
0: that's a new one. <laughs> I might have put hen instead of horse
1: there.
2: but That's yeah. clever. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Food, cake and hen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep.
0: Brilliant.
1: I'll tell you what my favourite one was that I've heard. Paint and pencil, both for art, yeah?
0: Love it, yep. What was your good one? You
1: heard the favourite one that someone came up with was hen and paint, um, and it was for hen night. In terms of paint the town red, paint the
0: town red. <laughs> I love so, outside the box. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that was a bit outside the box, and you know I remembered because it was like that, and and yet I could see the connection as somebody as soon as somebody else tells it to you, you can see that connection i know hen night is not the same for everybody's language but certainly for for me it was one that stood out okay so i think that that was probably fairly easy some of you might disagree but fairly easy for you because there's you know you can see connections there i'm going to give you another one it's a little bit harder um just because the connections aren't necessarily quite as obvious. So here's a different set of it and happily put up your um, connections. But this time it's not pairs. It's putting
2: four together. OK, just to make it harder for you. Four of them together. And if you can put four together, do the other four also make. Um, connections, so
1: if you can get two groups of four. That have a connection with each
2: within the group. Perfect. No. You haven't given it very long.
0: (laughs) I would have two lovely groups if I could get rid of the pig. (laughs) There's nature. nature. Yep so pig tree ant, and duck yep that's the one i had boat cloud duck and tap water that's what i had but then the pig <laughs> pig and okay. duck
1: yeah, yes but we're going for fours now remember folks
0: uh, yes yeah, so you need to split this group into two groups
1: two groups of four
2: if you can
0: living and it's going to be
2: harder mm. i could stick the tree in there absolutely i'm still in that one Living and non-living that's a good one. Yeah I got the water one the
0: boat tap duck and cloud Mm -hmm. and then my other group was just called leftovers. (laughs) Perfect
1: leftovers. Now if I was being really hard on you here I'd say now try and come up with a concept that links all eight items. Now I have to tell you I have never come up with the concept that links all eight of them. So I'm not expecting you to, but you know, if you do, even even in another 15 minutes, whenever you've had a chance for it to sort of go around in your head, do put it into the chat because I'd absolutely love to know it. Okay, we, folks. So are we yeah? like to, to say they were all in your session. <laughs> Tenuous, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, Emma, if that makes you feel oh, good. Absolutely. There we go. They are all things. There we go. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Brilliant. Excellent. You see, I knew somebody would be able to do it. You can officially call yourself genius now. Alright folks, so hopefully you had a little bit of fun at least doing that. You know, I, I put it up there as a piece of fun, but it is is also about building those connections in your head so that you can look at things, come up with patterns, be creative, don't just go for the obvious things. Because the longer that I give you to think about it, the more likely that you're going to be able to open yourself up to building those connections and having a, a much wider view of what that concept or those concepts might be. So not closing yourself down and just saying it can only be this it can only be this but what could it possibly be okay so moving on then um another strategy and i think quite a good and quite a fun one too is just to use a random word generator so it's something that you can just google um and you can you know put in and As you can see on that particular example there, you can put in the number of words that you want to use, um, maybe the the length of the letter and stuff like that. Just generate a few words and see if you can come up with the concept that connects them. Again, there's not going to be any right or wrong answers or anything. It's just something that you could use to work on your creativity. So, you know, it might be something that you do in your tea break. It would be really interesting to see if you became faster at making connections if you did this on a regular basis. But that is the idea that, you know, if you work on these sort of tools, that you do become somebody who can more readily see those sort of connections and and see, you know, develop those concepts. So the random word generator can be a good one, too. And so now I want to have a brief look at some of the creative thinking tools and techniques that are out there. You'll have heard of some of these, I'm sure. So rather than using something, you know, every day, maybe like the random word generator that I've just spoken about there, these would be to use when you're actually faced with a challenge or a problem and you want to use a creative thinking tool to help you to come up with a creative solution to that problem so you might find that some of them work for you you know and some of them you just won't like at all so it's it's worth checking them out to see what ones you think might work well for you some that you can sort of gel a bit better with than others some of them will work for particular types of challenges and some of them you know work well in terms of using them within a group And some of them maybe is a rapid quick think way of challenging your thinking. So there are six tools here. Um, I'm going to start with the mind mapping one. You'll all have heard of that one. And mind mapping, you know, A lot of people would use it maybe just as study notes and things like that, as opposed to necessarily generating ideas from it. So you start with a central focus, whatever your theme is going to be. You start with that focus. You then put down main themes um, coming off that central focus as branches from the centre. You might sort of get creative with using colour and using pictures and things like that. Um, especially if you're good at artwork, and that it can be really nice to do it that way. Also time consuming. Okay, so it's not a really quick fix. And then you're going to add in detail around those branches. So, you know, what are the things then that come off each of those uh, main themes? And you keep adding to it. And in terms of the creativity, it's likely to be the things around the outer edges. might be where the creative thinking comes into it because the main sort of central focus and the main themes will generally all have been thought of before but what are the details what are those other things that you might think of to add into it so it's one way to think about um you know it's it's one technique to use in terms of of looking at something in a creative way Another way then is brainstorming and brainwriting. And you'll certainly have used brainstorming in the past. Um, The key thing about brainstorming, and it's not always used correctly, um, but the key thing is that all ideas are equal and valid and they're not challenged. So everything that somebody says goes up there in a brainstorm, Okay. And once you start to challenge those ideas, so, you know, you come up with something and somebody else says, oh, that'll never work. So that's limiting people's thinking. Okay. And that's why I'm saying sometimes brainstorming doesn't always work because people don't always follow that rule. Um, Sometimes louder people, more vociferous people often get more ideas up there than quieter people, even though, you know, they may not have more ideas or better ideas, but they're louder and it gets up there. So brainwriting then is when people individually write out their ideas first. So whatever the question or the problem or the concept is, that's given to everybody. And rather than everybody shouting it out for somebody to write it up, you know, you, you all have post-its. You all write it out on those post all of your ideas, and then you share those. Um. So those ideas, so everybody's ideas all go up and that can spark other ideas and that can mean that people are not limited by other people's ideas or louder characters or challenges, basically. Now, obviously it can just be a starting point because you're then going to move on to discussing some of those ideas and there probably will be challenges and everything at that stage. But what a shame to lose out on great ideas just because somebody's challenging them from the start. So if you are going to use something like this, make sure that you're getting all ideas up there and that you do it with an open mind. Okay, and you make sure everybody else is aware of that as well? Okay, so that's brainstorming and brain writing, and as I say, you can start with brain writing and it can lead to brainstorming then after that too. Another one which I particularly like actually is called scamper and it's basically substitute something, combine with something else. Adapt something to it, magnify or add to it, put it to other uses, eliminate something or reverse it. And Scamper is based on the reasoning that basically everything new is really just an addition or a modification of something that already exists. So, this technique gets you thinking about ways that you can build on that idea of changing, changing something to create something else. For example, um, I was writing this last year, but at the time there were. Um, coffee bags being advertised on the TV and clearly that's just coffee and tea bags you know combined together and they often sort of do that with things like chocolate bars you know um, Cadbury's or something like that will come out with some new addition to the chocolate just to make it a little bit more uh, of a novelty to us so that we might want to go and get that and try it out. So what can we add to make it different? Um, One of the products that I particularly appreciated that somebody added to, or combined rather, is when somebody decided to add balm to tissues. Thought that would be a good idea. And as far as I'm concerned, it is a good idea. Um, So that's a good example of combining something. Um, reverse. I'll give you an example of that because that's kind of another technique. I'll give an example of that in, in a moment. So you might want to, for example, do a brainstorm or a brain writing session and then, you know, maybe on a particular product or an item or a problem or something, and then you might use this scamper method on it just as the slide here shows. So you might think of the different sort of aspects of something, how you might be able to change it. So scamper, you don't have to use all of them. It might be that you just use combine or you just use substitute or something, but it can be a good way of looking at the problem or looking at the product in a way in terms of, right, how can we make changes to this? How can we be creative about what we already have there?
2: Okay, no questions or anything, Emma, no. Not so far.
0: I'm on the, Everybody's grand. Okay.
1: Another one then, another technique to think about is lawbreaker. And it's it's basically what I'd said to you earlier about assumptions. Don't make assumptions. So lawbreaker, what do we assume or believe to be true? And what if that were not so? So lawbreaker is all about challenging those assumptions that we all make. For example, the burger has to be inside the burger roll. What happens if it isn't? If we can forget about those assumptions, then what changes would we make? And things like, and I know it's another food example, but things like putting the cheese into the crust of a pizza, you know, that's challenging the law of pizza. You didn't know there was a law for pizza. I think I just made that one up, but it's challenging our idea of what we thought pizza was just, you know, a bread base with toppings on it. Hmm, maybe you can do something else to it. And that's basically all Lawbreaker is. Challenging our assumptions around something. Okay, and another one that I quite like is great mind. So what would such and such a person do? So this is one, you know, it can be very automatic for some people, especially if you have a particular mentor or role model that you particularly like. You might say, mm, what would my role model do? Um but it's about looking at the problem through the eyes of someone else. Now, generally it probably should be somebody that you respect for whatever reason, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and in this regard someone who's creative so what would that creative person do with this problem or issue it can be an actual person maybe somebody like Greta Thunberg or or Marcus Rashford or somebody like that you know it doesn't even have to be a specific person for example you might say well what would a seven-year-old boy think about this because again as we know the younger people are often very creative so what would a child think about this what would you know a character like what would Superman do? Okay, so just another way to open yourself up to being creative, and then this was kind of at the bottom of um scamper, but problem reversal then is about applying a different set of principles. So, what do we not want it to do? Um, and this is the last technique that I'm, I'm going to cover with you folks, but. It's, it's basically about reversing the problem that you might have. It's a different way of looking at the challenge. So instead of looking at the challenge in terms of what do you want to do, you reverse it and say what you don't want to do. For example, say you want to, you're a company that wants to sell more pencils. Instead of saying, how can we make our pencils better? The reverse thinking might be along the lines of, We want pencils that break as soon as you begin to use them, are uncomfortable to use, can't be rubbed out. And of course, that leads you to what you actually want to do to make the pencils better. So the reverse thinking gets you thinking about, well, this is what we don't want to happen. And then you can be creative about how do we make sure that's not happening? What do we do creatively around that? Okay, so now we've looked at what creativity is. We've looked at stretching that creative muscle and you you know I'm going to give you the slides. So you'll have that uh, memory of what those things are, and you might choose a couple that you quite like. And we've looked at creative thinking techniques. And before we want we go on to the interview questions, I just want to also have a quick look at what not to do. So you know if. Do what you've always done. Don't make changes. Always stay focused. Uh, Don't let your imagination roam. Just accept the status quo and always go with the first answer you come up with. Don't challenge. Don't ask questions or take risks. Don't make mistakes or test out those assumptions. Or you could ignore all that and keep expanding your creative thinking. So that's you know those are that's a list of ways to not be creative. All right, folks, so again, happy to take any questions, but we're going to start moving on to the um, interview questions. now, and I always before we actually go on to the questions, I always remind you of the star technique for effectively answering interview questions. So basically you want to be able to tell the interviewer your story by putting your answer into context for them. So when you're formulating an answer for your interview, try and follow this STAR technique. It it makes your answers clear and logical, and it means that you're getting your point across to them, the main points that you want to focus on. So start by listening to the question. Think of the example that you're going to use. Hopefully you will have prepared some examples um, or similar ones ahead of time. And even if you are thinking on your feet, it's the same thing. So frame your answer into situation, task, action and result. So describe the event or the situation that you were in. Explain the task that you had to complete. You know, what were the challenges? Describe the specific actions that you personally took to complete the task. You can say that you know what you did as a team, but you should also say what you personally did because you're the person being interviewed. And finish with your results. So what was the results of your actions? Were there benefits? Were there savings? You know what was the impact? OK, and then one more thing I want to add before we do the questions. Um, I just want to make you aware of is a software package that we have available to you to practice interviews. It's called shortlist me. Um, Emma, you have the link, don't you to put into the chat for me and there's also a PDF about a PDF about how to use it as well. So the link will go into the chat, but you can also find it on the careers website and then the package provides for interviews for specific companies, for example, Virgin Media, AstraZeneca, then HS, but it also provides interviews for different types of roles. So maybe a role in law or a role in banking, that kind of thing. Um, so there's a broad range of opportunities for you pra- to practice your interviews. Once you register, and this is important, once you register, You are in control of when the interview practice takes place, but you only have three days to complete the interview at a time that suits you now. You're not interacting with any real life people, so there's really nothing to be wary of. You're basically responding to pre recorded questions as if it's an online interview. So you get some, you know, they'll give you your question. You get some time like 30 seconds or a minute or something to prepare your answer and then you give your answer. It's five or six questions per interview and the important thing is that you then get some feedback on how you did. Again, this is automated, so you know again, you're not having to interact with people on it, so it's it's a good interactive quality experience um, without anything to be wary of basically. So, you know, something to make the most of. So I think Emma's put the link into the chat and there's also a PDF to explain it all to you
0: as well. and there's a quick question there on, can you use Shortlist me more than once? Is there a limit on the number of uses? No, but I would
1: say, so you you can go in and use it um, whenever you want to essentially. I would just ask you to make sure that if you do register for it, that you do actually go through the interview because although, per student. You can use it as many times as you want. If there's particular interviews that you're interested in, go ahead and use it. Um, But we are limited in the number that we have to share around all of the students. So yes, if you're going to use it well, go ahead and do it. But um, don't register and then not do the interview. That will be my my request of you. Thanks, Rossi. So um, on to some questions then. And I would say you don't have to talk about the techniques that I mentioned, by the way, Um, but if they're appropriate, you know, if the question comes up like, have you ever used any creative thinking techniques? Then at least you have some there. Um, You know, listen to the question and just answer what's appropriate. And remember when you're being asked about problem solving, you know, they may never use the words creative thinking. So listen carefully to what the question is, and if it's appropriate to bring in thinking creatively, then, you know, do that. But I always think that questions always cover more than one topic. So don't feel that you're having to narrow it down to, yeah, I need to talk about creative thinking here. It's up to you to decide what the question is about. So. If you find yourself using words such as, you know, let's try something new. Let's try this a different way, then you've probably used creative thinking to solve a problem, and so that might be a good example for you to be able to use in an interview. So the questions then some of the questions anyway. Tell me about a time when you used creative thinking to solve a problem. Give me an example of when you've used creativity in a team or group situation. What has been your most creative idea? And remember folks, unless you've got an interview next week, you've plenty of time to come up with answers for these things. Um, Tell me about a time when you dealt with changes and that's there because sometimes you have to be creative in dealing with changes or you have to problem solve to deal with changes. And give me an example of a time when you demonstrated flexibility in your approach to work or study. And again, that might be, it may not, but it might be around thinking creatively as well. How can I do something different because things are changing and I need to develop with them? Okay. you may never get asked a question on creativity. Okay, but this at least will give you some idea on how you can bring creative thinking into your own um, way of doing things and a help in solving problems as well.
0: Um, Emma, did I see a question coming in there? No, it was me. Just saying that um, if an employer asks about a time you took your initiative, that's the time Mm. also that they would be asking about your creativity.
1: Okay. Is there anything else, Emma, that you might like to add with your expertise
0: as well? What you'll find with creativity is they tend to test this through the process so um, if you're at an assessment centre they're looking at how you come up with ideas if you're doing um, online assessments looking at how you think around things this is something that they'll not maybe say overtly but yeah. it's something that will come up during the process of the recruitment Yeah. so it's, it's
1: a good it's a good thing to sort of develop that creativity as you go along so that then that comes naturally to you yep in those assessment centers and things. Anybody got any questions folks while we're looking at those interview questions? We're almost finished anyway.
0: Oh, another thing they might ask is give me an example of a time when you um when you when you had to solve a problem for a company or when you um changed a process or when you made something more efficient that's mm. them asking about the outcome and you talk about how you creatively came up with that or you identified a problem. Um careful not to say that your last employer was a disaster and you went in and fixed the company. Um <laughs> but it can be a, it can be a small thing. It can be yeah. like we moved this to I was in the club or society in Queens, it was all in person, then it went online. This is how I creatively overcame that problem. So yeah. there are there are examples you can come up with. Yeah, because it is it is really about, you know
1: other people not having thought of it yes. and then you thinking of something and Emma as you said it doesn't have to be a big thing but even a small thing can make a difference you know can can have an impact so what was the creative thinking that you did that you put into action and then you know it made an impact okay all right folks well I'm gonna just give you a few extra things here just reminder so we will put the slides into the chat uh, we put the link for shortlist me, I think that's already in there. Um Emma, if you wouldn't mind putting in the feedback form and folks would be really grateful to get the feedback from you. And as I say, obviously about the session, but also you know, if you've got anything else you want to add in there. Um we do have lots more sessions coming up and um I've got all the dates there of my sessions coming up until development weeks. There'll be a few more in development weeks, but that's a long way off. Um, But you might think that some of those ones might be useful for you in your, um, you know, going for interviews and things. And we are happy for you to register for them at any stage. Um, When the sessions are over, we do re- record them, as you know, and we will put them up onto the website. So if you do miss it, you do still have a chance of seeing them and that will be in the slide as well. So you don't have to worry about scrabbling to take down those those dates or anything. And they they'll all come up on the events page of the careers website. So any questions folks before myself and Emma go and
2: get our lunch. <laughs> And thanks very much for your attention today and for taking part in that
1: little that little pairing exercise
0: that we did as well. Creativity is something that employers say that they're increasingly looking for in graduates. They're not looking for people to come in and learn a process. They're looking for people to come in and see How could it be made better? So embrace that. Don't think
2: you're not creative, because you are. Thank you, Laura.
1: Yeah, it is. It it is one of those interesting things, though, Emma, that that they do say they want people to be creative in things, but they don't necessarily give time to do that when they're doing the day-to-day job. So yeah, it's a tough one. You you kind of be able to think on your feet and be quick about it as well. And I guess that's one way I've been able to demonstrate your creativity as well. Your flexibility. But I think creativity, you know, it can come up in. In discussion quite a bit, it can come up in, you know, uh, a team having a discussion about how can we do this differently? And somebody comes up with an idea and it's probably, you know, a good idea. but you don't necessarily think of that as creativity, but that's what an employer wants. It's not all about redesigning products or, you know, things like that. It is about how can we move things forward? How can we make things better and different? So widen your your thinking about what is creative. I think whenever I first started, you know, talking about creativity, I thought it was more like arts and stuff. You know, were you a creative person? Did you do arty things? But it's not. It's about how you think.
2: Thank you, Georges. Have you put all of the information into the chat now?
0: Yes, the feedback form's up there. The shortlist me is up there as well. Um, are you happy if I stop recording?
1: Well, I shall stop presenting, so yeah. <laughs> right.
0: You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access all related resources, please visit our website, goqbacuk slash careers events or follow QB Careers on Facebook, Instagram,
2: Twitter, and LinkedIn.